Good afternoon. These are my disclosures. So I'm going to be talking about uh, giving an overview of MRD in hematologic malignancies. And besides the, the objectives listed out here, my job is actually to just set the stage for the subsequent uh, talks uh, by experts in the field. I am basically a physician who sees patients with multiple myeloma and related disorders, but I was frankly quite struck with the uh, similarities uh, in, in MRD assessment across most of the hematologic malignancies. Uh, so what exactly is MRD? MRD actually refers to the low level of disease burden that cannot be detected by uh, cytomorphology. In a newly diagnosed patient with leukemia, uh, one can see actually up to 10 trillion cells, leukemic cells, and at the time of CR, that number declines to 10 billion. So they are, they are, there are, in fact, a lot of uh, cells that are still present in patients with leukemia who have achieved complete hematologic remission. And in fact, many experts uh, recommend using the term measurable residual disease for, uh, uh, for this abbreviation of MRD as opposed to minimal residual disease. Uh, now that we have more sophisticated tools such as next generation sequencing and next generation flow, we are able to detect very low levels of tumor burden. In fact, in different malignancies, there are different thresholds that you would learn about in subsequent talks. But one can actually see one or detect one in 100,000 cells or even one in million cells in uh, certain cases. The CML success story is actually uh, uh, very familiar to most people in this audience, and in fact, uh, it can arguably be stated that uh, uh, this CML is the poster child for uh, telling us the value of MRD measurement um, uh, during the treatment. Uh, as you can see, with BCR-able transcript, it's very easy to perform the reverse transcript uh, uh, PCR or polymerase chain reaction, but what is important to note is the size of this fusion transcript at the time of diagnosis because the same transcript may not be uh, present in other malignancies or even different patients uh, suffering from the same malignancy. When it comes to the next generation flow cytometries, particularly in multiple myeloma, these days, it's standardized by the Euroflow, which has a sensitivity of at least 1 in 100,000 or 10 to the minus 5, if at least 2 million cell, uh, cells or events are acquired. And one uses two eight-colored tubes, and uh, uh, these are the antigens against which the, the uh, antibodies that attack to fluorophores uh, utilized. And on your left, you can actually see these dot plots uh, which are uh, being used to detect aberrant plasma cells. And this is actually a case of, of a patient who was considered MRD negative uh, when the testing, was, uh, uh, testing sensitivity was 10 to the power minus 4. But when the same patient's uh, sample was analyzed with a more sophisticated test, such as this next-generation flow cytometry, aberrant plasma cells, which are depicted by these red uh, 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 dots, 
were detected at a level of two in, uh, in 100,000 cells. Uh, and the blue cells represent all uh, plasma cells. The gray cells here are the background nucleated cells. So this flow cytometric analysis can detect 0.1% of plasma cells out of the total nucleated cells and 0.002% of uh, 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 which were uh, of nucleated cells were actually the myeloma cells in this patient. And this is how MRD is reported at my institution uh, with flow cytometry using this uh, uh, analysis uh, or using this technique with a sensitivity of uh, 10 to the power minus 5. As you can see, this patient had an MRD level of 0.003%. And what is important to note here is uh, the number of acquired events, uh, which you can see was close to a, mi a million, and the patient had to be in complete remission. You cannot just test for uh, MRD willy-nilly. You have to understand that this test for myeloma is applicable only in patients who have achieved complete remission. When it comes to measurement of MRD in, in AML, now that's a completely different beast. Uh, in fact, uh, the immunophenotypic principle uh, for MRD detection is uh, based on um, the principle that uh, all these events that are acquired over time are captured. Um, and uh, there are two predominant methodologies. One is leukemia-associated immunophenotype methodology, which assumes that the leukemic cells are actually stable over time. And there is a predefined gate that is determined right at the outset at diagnosis, which you can see here. And at the time, post, uh, at the time uh, of uh, determination post-therapy, you see that this is nearly empty. But the more important fact is that the leukemic and background populations are actually not stable over time. And in that, uh, to overcome that issue, the difference from normal methodology is more important, which uses the pretreatment immunophenotype as a starting point. Uh, and it requires considerable expertise of the lab director or the pathologist. Uh, there are other uh, ways of detecting MRD, specific molecular mutations such as 821 in version 15, translocation 1517 in APL and NPM1. And PCR of single genes is important in that aspect. Uh, but there is also validation of NGS that is ongoing. Now here's a dot plot of a patient uh, with AML, and these orange cells or dark brown cells are actually representative of the malignant AML cells, which are CD34 positive, HLA-DR variable, CD33 positive, and also abnormally expressing CD56 with respect to CD34 positive normal hematogones. And this is a, a case of ALL. Again, these red cells are, are the abnormal cells, uh, which are CD10 positive and uh, CD38 negative, and uh, um, also uh, are expressing CD34. Uh, in comparison to the normal hematogones or progenitor cells uh, that are ex uh, represented by the cyan color. Now, this is a very important paper that uh, was a, actually a consensus statement from the European Leukemia Net MRD Working Party. 
And uh, what it told all of us was, how should it be reported in patients with acute uh, myeloid leukemia? And in fact, the level of less than 0.1% uh, uh, was considered uh, um, uh, uh, to be MRD uh, positive. And uh, what you can see here is that in the report itself, the sample quality needs to be reported, whether the cells were viable or not. And this is something that uh, can easily be uh, done in, uh, when one is looking at the flow cytometry and looking at uh, analysis and uh, looking at the normal cells um, uh, that are captured at the same time. It is also important, like I said before, to state the total number of cells that are acquired. It's important to find out whether the sample was truly hemodilute because uh, if it, the sample is not taken from the first pull, it could be essentially hemodilute. Uh, uh, also, the blast percentage or progenitor percentage needs to be stated. And eventually, the, in conclusion, the summary should report whether there's MRD positivity or MRD negativity, but there is, there is also uh, detectable and quantifiable but uncertain, uh, but uh, uh, level of uncertain significance uh, uh, for which we, we, uh, data is still evolving. Now, this is a very elegant study that showed the complementary role of next-generation sequencing in AML uh, in addition to uh, multiparametric flow cytometric analysis. And what you can see is that the patients uh, with AML who were NGS negative and flow cytometric uh, negative uh, for MRD were, uh, were actually showing the lowest incidence of relapse, whereas if they were positive by both, the incidence of relapse was quite high. But there are also certain mutations uh, in the residual cells that do not actually contribute to relapse, such as the DTA mutations, which are mutations in DNMT3A, TET2, or ASXL1, which are uh, associated with hematopoiesis-related clonal um, uh, issues. And what you can see here is that in patients with uh, CHIP, this, these mutations may not necessarily subsequently predict the, the uh, incidence of relapse or recurrence of, of the disease. And it's the non-DTA mutations that are actually responsible for relapse. Uh, Real-time uh, quantitative PCR analysis can also be used uh, in um, AML and ALL. And in ALL, there's detection of leukemia-specific rearrangement of immunoglobulins and T-cell receptors. Uh, um, and it can be used in up to 95% of patients with a sensitivity of 10 to the power minus 4 to 10 to the power minus 5. But what is important is that it's uh, the molecular characterization of the leukemia-specific uh, gene rearrangement is a prerequisite for each individual patient. And sometimes uh, there can be clonal evolution which, uh, of the immunoglobulin receptor gene which, uh, or the T-cell receptor gene, which can lead to false negativity. And sometimes during regeneration of uh, uh, normal cells post-therapy, the progenitors might lead to nonspecific amplification uh, and in turn lead to false positive results. Uh, the next generation sequencing somewhat overcomes some of these uh, issues with allele-specific PCR. In fact, it relies heavily on the VDGA rearrangement of the IGH uh, gene. And, uh, 
With the next generation sequencing process, DNA is first extracted, and then the consensus PCR primers are used to amplify those uh, IDH, uh, VDJH, or DJH, or IGK um, uh, segments. And then sequencing is performed. The ultimately identical sequences are grouped together. And uh, based on the, the clonotype frequency uh, compared to the, the reference germline sequencing, uh, which is available, the patient's diagnostic sample is, uh, uh, in the patient's diagnostic sample, clonotypes are detected. And subsequently, these very clonotypes are used uh, to monitor the disease over time after the patients have received therapy. Mind you, Clonoseq assay is, uh, is actually FDA approved for MRD testing, both in ALL as well as multiple myeloma. And here's a tweet that was um, recently uh, tweeted by my colleague Rafael Fonseca at Mayo Clinic Arizona, where he said somebody who uh, today on Thanksgiving Day is getting this, uh, a, a call with these results, and it showed zero residual cells. Uh, and this is the report of this clonoseq. The patient had two dominant sequences identified in the diagnostic sample. The sensitivity of the assay obviously is related to the number of cells that are acquired, so it's important to make sure the DNA input is actually good. And in this case, uh, uh, close to 2,400,000 cells were evaluated, and one could track the sam uh, the, those uh, sequences over time with therapy. It uh, reduced significantly. But there are important differences one has to take into account when, t when uh, uh, looking at the test that is used to identify minimal residual disease. For example, with allele-specific oligonucleotide qPCR, uh, the applicability is only in 60 to 70% of cases. You do need uh, mm, uh, patient-specific primers and uh, uh, in contrast, the MFC and, and uh, next-generation sequencing applicability is much higher with the uh, 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 multi-flow cytometric analysis. Uh, you actually don't need uh, uh, a diagnostic sample, but what is important is that you need fresh sample uh, because the viability of the cells uh, mm, uh, can be really low, uh, uh, over time, and uh, you want to make sure if you're sending the sample, it's sent to a lab that is close to your institution, uh, and the sample reaches quickly. The turnaround time with flow cytometry is rather short. At my institution, it's just a few hours. Uh, uh, but if that is not available, VDJ sequencing is uh, another way of uh, uh, looking at MRD assessment, and uh, mm, what is important to note here is that the sensitivity for, uh, for uh, sequencing can go to as low as 10 to the power minus 6. Uh, uh, the turnaround time is, uh, uh, is uh, longer, and you also need the diagnostic sample. Sometimes that diagnostic sample is uh, uh, not available, uh, and that becomes an issue. There are other proposals for definition of uh, MRD, particularly in ALL. Once the patients have achieved uh, mm, complete remission, but they are MRD positive and it, the disease persists, you could use the term MRD persistence. If they've achieved complete molecular response and, uh, and 
they start to relapse, uh, MRD can actually pre predict impending hematologic relapse much uh, earlier in the disease course uh, before the patient relapses uh, aggressively. This is a very elegant study uh, by the GRA ALL group that uh, actually looked at not only the, the uh, MRD status of patients uh, who were treated with uh, uh, essentially adult patients who were treated with pediatric uh, uh, regimens, uh, and it, the study found that uh, the cumulative incidence of relapse uh, was dependent on uh, MRD status of the patients, but also high-risk uh, uh, high genetic features such as the IKZF1 focal deletion or uh, MLL re uh, rearrangement. This is particularly important for BALL patients where uh, the MRD status can discriminate the high-risk as well as the low-risk patients. But for TALL, it is the, the genetic risk status that is more important than achievement of MRD negativity if the patients have low risk. Now, this is a study of 300 patients in CLL um, uh, from a single institution and IGHV-mutated patients have a better prognosis. The follow-up of this study was close to 13 years, and as you can see, the IGHV-mutated patients following six cycles of FCR therapy did phenomenally well. But the MRD status of the patient could actually discriminate uh, uh, the patients with IGHV-mutation uh, into good, really good risk versus good risk. By contrast, uh, the, uh, the IGHV unmutated patients' uh, uh, overall prognosis did not uh, differ much uh, based on the MRD status. Uh, now, MRD uh, is also applicable, as you know, in the novel agent era. In this study of uh, CLL patients with uh, relapsed uh, refractory CLL, uh, venetoclax and rituximab was studied uh, in a randomized fashion where, and compared with bendamustine and rituximab. And you can see uh, venetoclax, uh, rituximab, six cycles followed by 18, another 18 months of, uh, of uh, venetoclax alone uh, resulted in deep remissions. And in fact, 83 of 130 patients here had achieved MRD negative status and following uh, close to 10 months of uh, uh, median follow-up, only two of those patients relapsed. Uh, when these novel agents are combined, such as in this elegant study of newly diagnosed high-risk CLL patients, uh, uh, where ibrutinib was combined, which is a BTK inhibitor, uh, was combined with BCL2 inhibitor venetoclax, Overall, the depth of MRD uh, uh, increased over time, and also the proportion of patients who were MRD negative increased over time. And what you can see here is uh, uh, that uh, by 12 months, 60% uh, of the patients were MRD negative, and by 18 months, 69% of patients were MRD negative. And this is, again, a fixed-duration therapy, um, once again, highlighting the importance of achieving deep remissions uh, in order to actually be able to just give fixed-duration therapies. Now, we had actually looked at our Mayo Clinic database to uh, 
validate the role of uh, this category of stringent CR. And what we found was that among patients who had achieved complete remission, it was patients who had achieved stringent complete response defined here were the ones who did exceedingly well. And once you removed those patients from the rest of the patients who had achieved CR, um, their, the other patients did not perform as well. And as you can see here, with the newer, uh, more sophisticated technology, in the CR patients who achieve MRD negative state, uh, the uh, overall outcome is far superior to patients who are in CR but are MRD positive, and those patients actually behave just as patients who are in PR or very good partial remission. So in my world, telling a patient uh, that a uh, patient is in CR is essentially giving them incomplete information because the patient may actually behave like a patient that has achieved partial remission unless you tell them the, give them the MRD status. Now, there have been meta-analyses conducted in, in different disease groups. Uh, in this large meta-analysis involving more than 2,000 adult ALL patients from 16 studies, the 10-year event-free survival was 64% for MRD-negative patients following induction therapy or, or consolidation therapy versus uh, uh, only 20% or 21% uh, for patients who were MRD-positive. And uh, the, mm, uh, this was noted across all age groups, across all disease subgroups, and uh, patients were not only showing an uh, improvement in progression-free or event-free survival, but also uh, an improvement in overall survival if they had achieved MRD negative state. Similar results were also reported in multiple myeloma patients who had achieved CR following therapy. And based on these, uh, IMWG has actually uh, revised their response criteria for multiple myeloma. Uh, there are new categories or subcategories for CR response that have been created. Now it's flow net MRD negative or by NGF or by uh, sequencing MRD negative by NGS uh, using adaptive platform. But there is also this combined uh, response category of imaging plus MRD negative, where in addition to the MRD measurement by sequencing or next generation flow, you're using PET-CT scan. What is also important to note is that uh, sustained MRD negativity is also included as a response subcategory. If patients remain in MRD negative state uh, one year apart, at least. And the AML ELN 2017 paper that I just discussed about also created a new response category of complete molecular remission or MRD negative CR, where in addition to complete morphologic remission, at least two successive MRD negative samples obtained within an interval of four weeks is of uh, at least four weeks is required. And here the sensitivity is uh, more than one in 10 to the power th uh, 3. Over here, it's more than 1, uh, 10 to the power 5. Now, recently in, uh, at uh, uh, ASH meeting, extended data from Pollock study and Castor study were reported. 
And these studies actually looked at relapsed refractory multiple myeloma patients who were given, in addition to a doublet of either RD or VD, uh, lenalidomide dexamethasone or bortezomib dexamethasone, they were uh, given uh, a third uh, uh, drug, which was an anti-CD38 monoclonal antibody. And this was daratumumab. Patients who had received the triplet did the best, and actually uh, the ones who had s uh, sustained MRD negative state did really good, as you can see in these uh, uh, flat curves across b uh, both studies, uh, Pollux and Castor. Importantly, just six months ago, the Italian group reported the results of Forte trial, and in that, they focused on um, just two of these arms, patients new, with newly diagnosed multiple myeloma either received four cycles of carfilzomib, lenalidomide dexamethasone, followed by stem cell collection, followed by transplant, followed by four more cycles, versus 12 straight cycles of this triplet. And even though the initial results that were revealed at last year's ASH meeting showed that the MRD response rates were very much com comparable. The, the more updated uh, analysis presented at ASCO six months ago showed that the persistent uh, one-year MRD negative rate was much lower in patients who did not get autologous stem cell transplantation. So again, highlighting the fact that there are certain, method uh, certain approaches that are still very important, even if you achieve MRD negative rate early on, you may not be able to sustain it. So once you see a patient who has undergone autologous uh, or undergone induction and has reached an MRD negative state, doesn't necessarily mean that that patient would continue to remain in that MRD negative state for a prolonged period of time. The Cassiopeia trial, which actually compared triplet in my newly diagnosed myeloma patient of VDT, were with a quadruplet of DARA VTD uh, actually showed that uh, the triplet could also, uh, patients who received triplet could also achieve MRD negative state. But the response rates, uh, even though they were comparable, in, uh, the uh, depth of response, even though it was comparable, was, wasn't necessarily the same. And in fact, the, there was sustained response among patients uh, who had received quadruplet compared to the triplet. So even if you have achieved MRD negative state, it may not be equivalent to an MRD negative state with another therapy. The Pathema GEM 2012 protocol in multiple myeloma actually went on a step further. It showed that the patients with high-risk features who had achieved an MRD negative state uh, did much better uh, than the patients who were in MRD positive state, but in fact, their outcome was quite similar to uh, the outcome of patients uh, that had standard risk features at the time of diagnosis. And this paper was just published a few days ago in the Journal of uh, Clinical Oncology, where patients with high uh, uh, RISS or RISS, revised ISS stage three, uh, did just as well as uh, patients with lower stage groups if they had achieved uh, MRD negative state. Uh, and uh, it's important to note 
that uh, mm, the survival benefit was also noted in, in these patients with high-risk features, and they behaved just as good as the standard risk patients with a median follow-up of 40 months. But what would we do with these results? Would we change our treatment uh, in myeloma? We don't know that yet. Uh, mm, and there are currently ongoing studies. Here's an example of Optimum trial that is uh, about to start. Uh, uh, this is an Eastern Cooperative Oncology Group trial that is going to um, uh, look at post-transplant patients who have received at least one year of maintenance with lenalidomide. And uh, uh, once the MRD positive status is confirmed following one year of therapy, patients could be randomized. If they are MRD negative, they don't uh, mm, uh, get on the trial. But the therapy can be escalated if they are MRD positive uh, to add ESA, uh, to add exazomib, which is an oral proteasome inhibitor to lenalidomide, or the patients could just continue on lenalidomide monotherapy, or actually lenalidomide in addition to a placebo. So there are many potential advantages of treating MRD just because there's less clonal complexity, there's loss of chemoprotective microenvironment, the patient's performance status is quite good, functional status is fairly good, there's enrichment for can cancer stem cells that are tested, and there are fewer cells to cure. Uh, but there are many potential disadvantages as well. There, there could be excessive toxicity and obviously the costs that are involved. In fact, based on the MRD status of the patients, uh, there has been accelerated approval of uh, blinatumumab, which is uh, a bite by specific T-cell engager against CD19 antibody and uh, uh, CD3 antibody. Uh, and this drug is approved in patients with BC. PALL in first or second CR based on the results of this trial uh, if the patients have MRD uh, of at least 0.1%. Uh, so how do the regulatory agencies view MRD? Regulatory agencies allow a surrogate marker as long as the surrogate marker can predict uh, the ultimate outcome of the patient and for myeloma, there is already an I-square team collaborative effort that is ongoing with Mayo Clinic as an independent statistical and data management center. This collaboration is uh, among uh, industry uh, statisticians, academic statisticians, uh, as well as uh, the regulatory agencies that are going to uh, prospectively uh, perform a meta-analytic uh, meta surrogacy analysis based on individual patient data. And the results would help, actually, the FDA and EMA uh, to uh, qual qualify MRD as a surrogate endpoint for future trials in multiple myeloma. So the whole point is, because the, there are so many newer therapies uh, and the disease, it's very difficult to actually show uh, an improvement in progression-free survival and, and particularly overall survival, could we, want, could we actually use MRD as an endpoint uh, in accelerated approval with full regulatory approval only being granted if there is eventually PFS difference and overall survival difference shown in these study reports? It's also important for multiple myeloma, for instance, to all look outside the bone marrow. 
because when you're detecting the MRD by next-generation flow or next-generation sequencing, you're only detecting in the bone marrow. Myeloma can, ha can uh, relapse in the form of extramedullary disease. And in this very interesting study, um, uh, what was shown was that um, patients who were PET-CT negative and MRD negative uh, by flow cytometry with using seven colors did the best compared to those who were uh, MRD negative but PET positive. And very uh, recently at our institution, about a year and a half ago, uh, we have started using a newer technology called MassFix, uh, which is almost 10 times as sensitive as immunofixation testing, using a mass spectrometer to uh, look at the unique light chain mass associated with each uh, patient. And this mass can actually, uh, th this uh, test can actually also detect uh, uh, the, the uh, uh, peaks related to uh, use of monoclonal antibodies such as daratumumab, isatuximab, or elotuzumab, and can tell your, uh, you whether your patient is truly in complete remission or not. In fact, there's a poster uh, from our institution that would be presented, and this poster, what you can see is uh, that uh, patients who were in complete remission based on immunofixation and were MRD negative on, at day 100 post-transplant uh, were having a good overall outcome only if they were MRD negative by mass fix as well. By contrast, the progression-free survival was much lower for patients who were MRD negative but mass fix positive. So in conclusion, what I've uh, tried to uh, uh, tell you is that we need to get uh, familiar with different modalities of MRD assessment and how they are interpreted. It's a very powerful, independent predictor of outcomes in many malignancies, and it has been actually incorporated in neo-response criteria for many cancers. Uh, but the cutoff levels are important, the techniques used are important, optimal sampling time points are important, and they are being still defi being defined in different hematologic malignancies because the field is evolving really fast. Uh, MRD-based prediction of an impending relapse can actually enable us to, to initiate salvage therapy before full-blown hematologic response. And evaluation of MRD as a surrogate endpoint for accelerated drug approval is still ongoing. Thank you for your time.